0: Sefer Bereshit, Harshat Vayishlach, preparing to see and be seen. Are we up to the task to living each day with spiritual awareness? Are we prepared to live morally, ready to be called upon? Are we ready to struggle to achieve a higher ethical calling? In this week's Torah portion, we discover one of the most profound existential struggles in the Torah. Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the break of dawn. Who was this Ish man that wrestles through the night with Jacob? The sages argue that Jacob was wrestling with the angel of Esau, Esau, his brother. And that as Jacob was preparing to encounter his brother, he first needed to wrestle with his spiritual counterpart. From a different perspective, Rambam and Ramban argue as to whether this was an actual physical wrestling or an inner spiritual existential type of experience. Was he wrestling with his own internal self or with an external force? At the end of the struggle, when Jacob was victorious, the angel said, No longer will it be said that your name is Jacob, but Israel, Yisrael, for you have struggled with the divine and with man and have overcome. With this powerful verse, the Torah teaches us that, that to be a Jew, to be a part of Israel means to struggle with God and with other people for what is true and for what is good. To be called Israel means to be one who struggles for meaning, for purpose, to reach for God and to strive to improve the ethical and spiritual fabric of our lives. Many today are trying to sell us true religion, all wrapped up with a perfect bow. If we just submit to their perfect truths, then we've made it. But Judaism, as we learn from our great forefather Jacob, is more about the journey than the destination, more about the struggle than the answer more about the search for truth than the perfect achievement of truth, which only God can know. We are asked to be humble rather than certain. We are called upon to be inquisitive rather than confident. Jacob demands in the end that the angel give him a bracha, give him a blessing. Jacob's struggle was not merely about intellectual curiosity arrogance, or self-interest. He wanted a lasting connection with God in his pursuit for justice and holiness. And so he wanted an eternal blessing. In the end of the struggle, Jacob says, I have seen God face to face, similar to Moses. To see God is to wrestle existentially with the core of our being our source of responsibility and our purpose, and yet also to become transparent to return to God and to share one's deepest inner being and motives before the gates of heaven. Emmanuel Levinas, the great 20th century French Jewish philosopher, wrote, the encounter with the face, the most vulnerable part of another person, imposes infinite obligations on the one who opens him, herself, to the encounter." To wrestle with God and to look at God face-to-face means to accept upon oneself infinite obligations. It could be that the greatest inhibition for us modern 21st century Jews to truly come to God is our fear of being seen and our fear of becoming responsible before we have autonomously chosen a task and understood it fully. Jacob's victorious wrestling with God should give us hope that if we engage in battle spiritually and ethically, that we too can come to see the face of God. We will need to learn and prepare, but together we can persevere a journey of lifelong learning and seeking to fulfill a higher calling. The reason that most engage in adventure sports, such as rock climbing, car racing, bungee jumping, skydiving, I believe is not so much the actual love for these activities, but the unmatched power they have to awaken an individual to the present. No one is worried about paying their taxes when falling out of a plane at a high velocity, nor is one considering their morning meeting when one false step could lead to a plunge over a mountain cliff. Some think this thrill is the way to give life meaning. Contrary to this thrill-seeking approach, we must embrace that we are already bursting with life potential at every moment. If we live more present to the spiritual realities of our world each day, we will find a meaningful life that is sustainable and empowering. Most of us are trapped in regret, guilt, and resentment over what is behind us, or in anxiety, stress, and worry over what is yet to come. The most important life resource every human has been blessed with is the present. Further, we cannot sacrifice the welfare of the needy today for the promise of a better tomorrow. To further communism, 50 million people were murdered to bring about a better world. Redemption starts today, not tomorrow, and the present can't be neglected. To be responsible for the now now necessitates that we must ensure a healthy inner life. If we pollute our souls, it will spill over into global pollution. The most important first step to healing our world is to tend to our spiritual lives and to our deepest inner spaces. When we are morally focused on spiritually healthy, we can transcend ourselves for the other in their moment of need. Perhaps the most profound statement that our forefathers give in the Torah on numerous occasions is hineni, here I am, hineni. The most important spiritual response to any problem we encounter No matter what comes up, we should strive to be present to that which is in front of us and be appreciative of the moment ready to take action. This is not so easy. Even Moshe, our greatest prophet, struggled with this. Ramban explains that Moshe didn't see the presence of God at the burning bush right away because he hadn't prepared his heart for prophecy. We must prepare ourselves for the radical possibility of the moment or we will miss it we have to wonder just how much we're missing each day when we're not tuned into the present. Rambam explains even more strongly, that the greatest evils come from the spiritually blind. And if we don't open our eyes in the world, intellectually and spiritually, that we will all actually cause great harm to others. The great Jewish theologian, Michael Fishbane, explains the imperative of the moment beautifully. Perhaps this, already with the opening of eyes, the hearing of ears and the tactility of the body, already from such inadvertent moments, the world imposes itself on us. It is always already there for me just as I become there for it. There's no gap to be crossed between the cognizing ego and the world. There is miraculously an immediate, primordial thereness of reality. Already from the first and with every act of sensation, The world is there as a field of phenomenality, as a world of claims imposing themselves with an ever-present and evident presence. These claims put one under a primary obligation. One can respond or not respond, heal or destroy, attend or neglect, consumer buildup. We have that choice. We have that real choice to respond to the call of the moment or not to. The great sage Hillel famously teaches, if not now, when? There's no time like now to embrace life and its concomitant sacred opportunities and responsibilities. Hillel also suggests that Shabbat is not the sole time where we fine-tune our spiritual presence. Rather, Baruch Hashem yom yom, spiritually is a daily, spirituality is a daily endeavor. In the 21st century, we have more distractions than ever, preventing us from cultivating the spiritual art of focus to ensure we climb to the heights of our potential. The rabbis teach that one who pauses to flippantly enjoy nature while attempting to focus on higher spiritual matters bears guilt upon their soul, Pirkei Avot. Stopping to smell the roses is not always the prescription for living spiritually present. The theological model to emulate is the Shekhinah, the divine presence, as we strive to be totally in the moment, and the halachic model is called mitzvot srikhot kavana. Commandments require presence and concentration. We emulate the divine when we throw our full selves into our greatest life commitments, into mitzvot. I have come to learn over the last decade that to truly feel alive, we need not seek thrills like jumping from planes. Rather, the most intensely meaningful life opportunities are constantly sitting right before our eyes. By tapping into the eternal timelessness of our inner life in the now we have the potential to encounter two core attributes of God, the eternal and the infinite. Now we can wrestle with God and ourselves. Now we can go deeper and seek to actualize our unique potential. Now we can seek to see the world more deeply and be more present for ourselves and others. There's no time like now to start living in the now. The now is all we truly have. Shabbat Shalom.